0: And welcome to the 37th episode of the Meeple Dungeon podcast. As always, I am Rob.
1: And I am Anna Marie. And, and this oh, episode is sponsored sorry. by Meeples and Milkshakes. <laughs> Visit the MIN Store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, <laughs> or online at meeples.ca.
0: Yes, I was getting ahead of myself there. Um,
1: <laughs> that's not recorded. We do it live no, every week. That's right. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I'm feeling much better. Um, well, my throat is feeling a lot better. It's still not one hundred percent, but we're doing this anyway, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's listenable anyway. So yeah, four weeks of laryngitis was was a tough thing when you're trying to do podcasts. Yeah,
1: that was that was irritating.
0: Yes, but here we are. And More so I think for this you, is, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> And uh, but here we are, and this is yeah episode thirty seven. We have a lot we want to cover in this episode, including a yeah. review at the end of this yeah. episode. But there was something you wanted to talk about early on here.
1: I did. We have been uh, playing Brian Boru, High King of Ireland, again recently, and we we did um, we did a review on that one. I believe it was episode nineteen, and yeah, it was just after Christmas. Yeah. And. That game is so much fun. I And I've just, I've been thinking about it because I don't think I hear enough about it. I don't think that... You're not wrong. No, like I don't, I don't think I've heard the amount of hype that I feel that game deserves. So I wanted to just talk about it again. You're definitely right.
0: We played a lot of it when yeah. it first came out and we loved it. In fact, it was, I rated it number one in our top 10 games of 2021. And I think it was your number... Yeah, it was it was high or something, but very very high. Um, So we both clearly really liked it, and a lot of people around here also really liked it. But overall, yeah, we haven't. There hasn't been a lot of um, of not a lot of chatter, not a lot of chatter about the game, and it's it's a real shame because it's so 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 good. So good. And we we've talked about Brian Burrow. I want to say this is like the fourth or fifth time we have brought this game up on on the show, and it's just um, yeah, it is. You're you're not wrong. It's such a good game, and
1: combines such good uh, mechanics. That it it's does. just
0: it's, And it's fun. It's just, I love it. And it speaks a lot of volume because so we have a lot of new games to play here. And it's a game that we keep thinking about um, over and over and just... We keep to, coming you back know, to it, yeah. We keep coming back to being like, oh, we'd really like to play Brian Boro because even over top of new stuff that we have sitting here in boxes that we haven't even got to yet, and I'm talking like brand new stuff, I still, a lot of the times, keep going back to thinking about Brian Boro. And it just the, the way that that game came together with trick taking and area control and draft card drafting just everything and, about yeah. it the artwork and the theme it was just fantastic yeah and it was very good so I, yeah yeah so we like to plug it we like to talk about it and yeah if you want to hear our review of it you can go back it's yeah I think you're right somewhere around episode 18 19 19 I like think that yeah. um, was it in the early New Year or was no? It, it was like right after the end of December like yeah so, yeah either way <clears throat> pardon me um, but yeah it's a Fantastic game, and you're not wrong. Um, so, so <laughs> go look score. into it, guys. Like, look check into... this game out. It's... Actually, in in fact, if I'm looking at the website right now, so Meeple's uh, is our our sponsor. Sponsors this episode, and they actually have copies of it. So these th- this this game is available uh, right now yeah, for anybody listening to this in Canada. <laughs> uh, they'll ship to you, and they have the best price on this game in Canada. So, yeah, um, yeah go out and get it. It's uh it's a great great game. And, yeah, that's actually going to lead right into, uh, as a great segue, into our... New to the collection. New to the collection. Because uh, Brian Buru, High King of Ireland, comes from Osprey Games. And we have a brand new game from Osprey Games, which we haven't played yet. No. uh, But we really, really want to. So we got this about mm, a week, ten days ago. Yep. Something like that. And that would be Crescent Moon from Osprey Games. Their newest kind of shiny... um, it is shiny. Yeah, it actually is pretty shiny. It's kind of their their new like A list game it has got like some coming. gold
1: foil on it, kind of stuff it so It actually yeah, is it has shiny. The foil look to it when you turn it on certain angles. Yeah.
0: But this comes from design um, Steve Mathers and Navid or and uh, art from Navid Rahman. And this is um yeah, this is yeah, Osprey Games uh, new kind of tier game that they've released. I think this is uh, one of the most um, anticipated games on a lot of people's lists for this year. And we just got it, and I'm very, very excited to play it. Um, and this is a 4 to 5 player, right? It is. It's a 4 to 5 yeah. player game. And I'm going to read a little bit about the game here, and it says that Crescent Moon is an area control game for 4 to 5 players, like we just said. Which is a strange player count, but... Yeah you know, I I believe this kind of game warrants more players, right? So um, it says, take on the role of one of five radically asymmetric characters, each with their own objectives to fulfill, unique actions to utilize, game-changing special powers to employ, build symbiotic relationships with your allies, undermine your rivals, and choose your friends and enemies wisely in this cutthroat game of power and politics. And this game just, oh, just game just speaks to me from the artwork, um, to this asymmetrical powers that are going on here, because this reminds me a lot of, say, Root, that obviously yeah. a lot of people really like. It also reminds me a lot of um, Oath from Leader Games, and just oh, this just one speaks to me. I love the idea of all these radically different factions that you um, you go as, and. Um, how they uh, the symbiotic relationships between them because the, the five different um, characters here or factions are, like, widely, widely different. different. Like, they each um,
1: have their own little player booklet. Yeah, right? and like, it's not
0: just... It's, like, uh, almost like a book like of, a, of stuff here that you have to to know about your characters. So they have... Um, those five different uh, factions are the Murshid, the Sultan, the Nomad, the Warlord, and the Caliph. And they all apparently play widely, widely different. I was reading about all of them earlier and they all have this, like, yeah, these booklets of all the different things that they do. And there's nothing the same. There's no two kind of actions that are the same between them. Uh, Well, there's like basic actions that are the same, but then there's all their unique attributes and they have like a full page of stuff that's unique to each faction. It just looks really, really good. A couple people around here have played it and I just talked to them about and they said that it's. Fantastic, And they can't wait for me to play it. They're, they're going to come and play as well. So awesome. It's, um, yeah, it looks really, really good. I love the artwork. I love the idea of what's going on in this game. If it's anything as good as, say, Root. And, you know, this just also makes me think kind of of Brian Boro in a way. Just I love the idea of warring over, uh, you know, an area, like the area control as well. You know, so it's like.
1: Yeah, that's definitely um, your jam. You love the area control. I do. It's
0: definitely my thing um and then combined with asymmetrical stuff yeah uh it's gonna be great i'm really 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 looking forward to this one this one's been one of my most anticipated games of the year for sure and uh it'll be one of the next games that we review in the next i would say month it'll be probably one of the next four episodes will be crescent moon so uh yeah watch out for that but you have a game i do that i would say is one of your most anticipated games What is that?
1: This is My Father's Work, a game by TC Petty III and published by Renegade Game Studios.
0: Oh, just before we go on to My (laughs) Father's Work, um, meeples.ca has Crescent Moon as well, and they have the best price on Crescent Moon as well. So if you're looking for a copy of Crescent Moon in Canada... You can get it from meeples.ca. But, yeah, let's go a little further with uh, my father's work. They
1: have my father's work, too, just we'll see. Yes, they
0: do. <laughs> but um,
1: I'm just going to read a little verb here, too. In my father's work, players are competing mad scientists entrusted with a page from their father's journal and a large estate in which to perform their devious experiments. Players earn points by completing experiments, aiding the town in its endeavors, upgrading their macabre estates, and hopefully completing their father's masterwork. But they have to balance study and active experimentation because at the end of each generation... All of their experiments and resources are lost to time until their child be- uh, begins again with only the journaled knowledge and estate they have willed to them. And since the game is played over the course of three generations, it is inevitable that the players will rouse the townsfolk to form angry mobs or spiral into insanity from the ethically dubious works they have created. The, players with the, most, the player with the most points at the end of three generations wins and becomes the most revered, feared ingenious scientist the world has ever known
0: i don't know like this this sounds like one of the most unique and coolest themes in a game yeah in recent memory i i don't know if there's a game out there that works in generations like this. no it's so neat with yeah like your grandfather you you are your grandfather and you die off and now you're your father. your son takes over you take and then you're that character and then yeah. you die off and then his son takes over and you and you have to well we don't know exactly how this works but you're using limited information or as much information as yeah. possible you're trying to hand down before you die, yes. I guess. So you're not
1: going to start the next generation with all the information you finished with. You're going to get just you're just getting like pieces, like
0: what you got. yeah, you're just getting what was left yeah. for you, right? So I'm sure there's a time limit that you have in order to pass on yeah. that information. I'm guessing, right? You only have X amount of turns to to gather everything together right, and, gather and write your and, journal and will and it? Yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. that's
1: it, probably because you're you're probably getting to the end of your life and being like, oh, I got to leave. Yeah. You know, my my kid's something to, to continue on with and you have to, but you don't want to do that too early or else you're not going to have progressed far enough in your work. Yeah. It
0: sounds so cool. I love the idea of mad scientists. I love the idea of the generations of, yeah, the, co- of work. the cover's
1: nice and creepy. It's like looks like a haunted mansion almost, just it on does. That, it looks very on top of
0: a mountain. Well, to me, it just screams like... Um, Frankenstein? Yeah, Frankenstein's castle, and he's working on the monster inside, you know? And yeah. It's kind of a castle up on top of a mountain, and the little, little town is down below, and they're kind of wondering what's going on up there. Yeah. And, you know? and I think that's something in this game as well, if I'm not mistaken, that you... The town folks are involved
1: Oh yeah Like you have to be um, You're doing like Good things for the townsfolk, But over three generations If you're like Hold hold up in your your Tower In your your house Mm -hmm. Your mansion You're going to Arouse suspicion Like what is going on up there Like maybe we keep Hearing noises Or we keep seeing Crazy flashes of light Like what is happening up there And then you know Probably rumors start flying And then maybe a mob's Going to come and You know Try to ransack your house Yeah Right? So. It sounds
0: so cool. And yeah, now that it's here in front of us, and it's a big box, there's a, a lot. Box. It's heavy. There's a lot in there. Actually, weren't you thinking of maybe doing an unboxing of this?
1: I was thinking. I, I haven't done an unboxing yet. So yeah. <laughs> that
0: should be fun. So maybe <laughs> maybe Anna Marie will give shoot it a go. A, her first <laughs> unboxing video. I
1: apologize in advance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Hands, but, are, hands will be shaking. Yeah, hey, right? look at this piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, but maybe you will. Maybe this will be the first one. So if you're interested in My Father's work, um, before we play it and um, review it, yeah. it's for sure that we could probably have an unboxing video out here in the next few days. Um, and what's today? The 25th? Fifth. So yeah, I would say in the next couple of days, 26, 27, 28, something like that, on our YouTube channel you could probably find a unboxing video for My Father's work <laughs> done by Anna Marie. And uh, just a as a uh, by the way, uh, I shot, uh, an unboxing video for the first time in a, a long, while. long time. Yeah. Um, cause we're, we kind of remade our format on how we did it and created new, um, intros and outros for our YouTube stuff. So it's all kind of, everything's kind of streamlined now with our logo and music, our music and, and all that, yeah, that stuff. So fun. You yeah. did a good job. Really good <laughs> Thank job. Thank you <laughs> for, you know, throwing it together and not really knowing what I'm doing. It's I'm I guess, decent. Yeah. I'm impressed thank you and but i did do one for foundations of rome from arcane wonders so if you want to check that out there's a quick uh unboxing video on our youtube channel so i think that's enough about new to the collection uh i think we're gonna head off to our crowdfunding segment right now Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode, and we are going to be talking about a game that is currently on GameFound for just under two more weeks, and that is Breathwalda. and this comes from uh, designer Leo Solovie, and also art by Leo Solovie, and published by Phalanx. Okay, I'm going to pause you there, because... I just
1: realized that the art was done by the designer. Yeah. And mm. that was the first thing that drew us to this game. It was. That art is crazy. It's so good. It's yeah. so, so nice. This guy is
0: clearly a pretty talented person. Mm. Um, yeah. So this one is on uh, on game found. And it says it is a one to four player and 90 to 180 minute play time. So let's uh, let's just talk about the description here. It says, Britain, 769 AD. King Ophah of Marcia exhales his last breath. A new breathwalda must be crowned. Northumbria, Mercia, Wessex, and East Anglia, the four largest kingdoms of Britain, all vie for supremacy. Take control of one of these kingdoms, subdue the Viking raiders, use diplomacy, uh, coercion, and if necessary, brute military strength to overcome your rivals, claim the crown, and become the Bretwalda. <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, 796. Is, hey? You said 769?
0: 796. Oh, 796. AD. AD. Not a huge deal, but just 30 year difference, Throw it out there. <laughs> um, it says Breathwalda is a game for one to four players that plays it in around two hours. Each player takes charge of one of the kingdoms of England. Each kingdom has unique leaders and abilities. Victory is achieved through a combination of control of key areas, completing chronicles, and constructing abbeys to support the spread of Christianity across the land. So this is like a very historically yes. accurate game. Yeah, um, If they're doing that, it sounds pretty interesting. It says, uh, play is fast-paced over 12 seasons. Players compete by taking collections, uh, taking, yeah, taking collection, development, mobilization, and movement actions with only two actions permitted per season. Each decision is critical. I love these kind of games. Yeah, it's
1: funny when you think, they like, oh, got 12 seasons, that game's going to be take forever. And I was like, nope, there are two actions two a actions season. Two actions per, right? So, bing, bang, boom. Right, 24 Go. actions total. I guess total. bing, bang.
0: But that's <laughs> if you finish it, because we were reading yeah. that... There's uh, three different win conditions, Yeah, Yeah, the, there are three different win conditions. So the one of them is that at any point, if you possess a uh, certain amount of the different locations on the map, the game just ends instantly. So if you start yeah. your turn... Uh, say as a, in a four-player game and you own seven... Delks, of these key, they call them. Delks, whatever, yeah. whatever. Key areas. This is an instant win. There's also a interesting um, way to trigger the end is if someone's eliminated. So if you're in a four-player game and uh, one of the four factions is totally wiped off the board, the yep. game ends. And then whoever has the most of these areas, Delks or whatever you want to call them, is the winner. So I thought that was a kind of a neat thing was that it has player elimination but it's used as a game entry. Yeah, so
1: you're not going to have somebody sitting around waiting no. while the rest of you finish the game. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know
0: if I've seen that. I'm no, not sure. Know. And then it also has that, basically, if you do go full 12, 12 rounds, seasons, whoever has yeah. the most of these areas wins. Very, very cool. So let's um, let's roll back here to uh, where we... Hold on, i got to zip back one page <laughs> to <laughs> the page. But yes, this is a game found. Um, it looks incredible. So it is an area control uh Very typical area control, I suppose, with lots of movement and and attacking actions yeah. and, and such. But it's it, yeah, and you can play four to five, four to five players. Yeah, uh, no, or, this no one, one to four, one to four, one to four players. I was thinking of yeah, Crescent Moon. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> you can't it's get kind your of mind off that game. All, well, to be honest, it's kind of these games are all yeah going in order, kind of like of similarity with Brian Boru and Crescent Moon, and now this. Yeah, all the historical. They're all games, kind of very too. yeah historical I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and same area control yep. type thing going on. So it is kind of funny that we, we did that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this looked really good. Like she said earlier, the artwork is the thing that caught our, caught our eye immediately on game Found on the, just right on the front page. Yeah. We watched the little playthrough video of it and it looked really, really cool and said, Hey, let's, let's dig a little further. And so this game, yeah, it's an area control. Um, nice, pretty map. Yeah, a very nice looking map very so the, yeah okay so the artwork does look immensely good yeah like really good like celtic looks yeah it's, celtic the, it's the very uh, mi- uh what do you want almost, like almost like medieval yeah, almost yeah so medieval celtic artwork canterbury tales reminiscent of innish reminiscent yeah. of brian borough same style yep. of, of artwork um but just looks really polished looks really really nice um and yeah, it looks really good. It's uh, And there's only one pledge there's
1: level. There's only one
0: pledge level where it's 87 euros. I think that was roughly $120 Canadian. Um, th- that's all they have. they one base pledge. That's simple as that. And all they have after that is just some add-ons, some add-ons yeah. where you can get um, an expansion for $40 Canadian, looks like, um, a chess board, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of neat. You can just get this Breathwalda chess set. Which, okay, neat, I suppose. Pretty cool, yeah. Uh, It has a nice neoprene playing Uh mat, which is $70 Canadian. Holy moly. Looks good, though. And then um, it's got a whole set of its own metal coins that look very kind of historically accurate. I can't tell you for sure, but they look very very much from that time period. And it has a little uh, first player miniature that you can... Use looks like a little king sitting on a throne, sort of thing. Yep. And then they ho- have a whole bunch of daily uh, stretch goal unlocks that have been happening. And uh, currently, 11 out of 14 have been unlocked. And with well, how much time? I think left 11
1: days left, did we say?
0: 11 days, yeah. Almost two weeks left on this. Um, I would suspect that all of them will be reached. Oh, yeah. Well, they're just,
1: they're, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got. Um, New lordship cards, new season cards. Well,
1: I read that wrong. I thought it was unlocks, like daily unlocks, but no, they're stretch goals. Stretch goals, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, upgraded village markers, artifact cards, queen expansion, dalk point markers, new lordship cards, upgraded control markers, metal coins.
1: Oh, I think I I was trying to figure out what dalks were or dalks were, mm-hmm. and I think they're um, I was. Uh, Isn't it like
0: provinces or? No, I milk? think
1: they might be um. Kind of like monuments or something. Oh. You keep going. I'm going to try okay, to find well, it again. Okay,
0: I'm maybe way off base then. No, I'm not I, sure.
1: There were not a lot of good um, definitions <laughs> when I was looking up, what is a dulk in England? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't come up very well.
0: Um. And then, yeah, it says, why back now? Just, you could be the first. You will get the game before it hits the shelves, allowing you to enjoy the experience uh, before anyone else does. Uh, you'll get the exclusive content that's not going to be going to retail. You can get a great price, because right now it's, uh priced about five euros cheaper than it will be at retail and you receive some freebie items all these different unlocks that come with it those will not be available in uh retail either and then it also has um let's let's see shipping shipping was seemed reasonable if i remember correctly
1: well you look for shipping here it is it was saying it's old northern runic
0: monuments maybe oh so monuments from that are located in certain areas okay okay gotcha um, it says here for Canada, it's €18, Euros, so we're going to say $25, $26, $27. Shipping seems pretty reasonable, um, especially considering the way yeah. we've been I absolutely mean. massacred in shipping on some of the games <laughs> we've ordered yeah, recently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this one looks really good. If, if this, um, if area control uh, is your jam, and History. if historical stuff, especially for like britain you know medieval britain um is for you then this this game looks really good and the quality looks exceptional i don't know a lot about this company um phalanx Phalanx. i'm not really i'm not really sure let me see if i can find what else they have done i'm gonna click on this on bgg what else have they done okay that's where i know from they've been involved in uh, Brass Bir- Birmingham Twilight Struggle Viticulture Essential Edition Scythe Dominant Species, not that they have, that they've um, done those, but published they're... these on their own or anything. But they they've been involved in yeah, in these in games in some some way shape. They've or been form. involved in eighty three titles. So uh, good for them. <laughs> yeah. I knew I'd recognized it, but I mean, obviously, like um, Brass the... Birmingham, Birmingham is, is Roxley Games, and and Scythe is uh, Stone yeah. and, and so forth. They've been involved in yeah, publishing this. But this games. looks just just theirs. So. Yes. But this one looks like it's just straight up yep. their own game. Um yeah, and it looks great. Uh yeah. Definitely, I think, a game that we're gonna go in on because it's just it's it's the type of game that we enjoy. And uh, I would love to get that mat, but I I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I can do $70 for a mat. Rock, Th- paper, scissors, you yeah, but Let's then see. the thing is you have 70, what was it, 77 or something for yeah, that mat? Yeah, it is a
1: lot for a mat.
0: Plus the shipping of the mat has its own oh, shipping, Yeah, because they're not right? the same. No, because it's going to come it's in its own, silly. It's own like, long yeah. rectangular box. And uh, way out here its six ninety two. so it'll be $70. Yeah, that's a plus lot. Plus shipping, I'm guessing, another $10 is going to be $80 mat. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's steep.
1: <laughs> I just keep thinking of what was that? Was it the Rising Sun mat that you didn't pledge, and that yes, you kicking like yourself for? Yes.
0: Yeah. But back then, these the prices were reasonable. Yeah. Right. That's like, true. We went in on um, the mat for Onk, and that was worthwhile. Even I mean, but that was still. I mean, prices were climbing, but they're not like they were not like yeah. this, where yeah. it was eighty dollars. Right. I think for like the Onk mat altogether was maybe fifty. Yeah. Um, so. And that was, I mean, that kind of is kind of like for me mentally, it seems like for math, it's like 50 the, seems to the be like a cutoff, point, yeah. you know. But either way, um, Breathwalda is a game that we just found today and uh, very, very much interested in backing it. So, um, yeah, this is a game that you'll likely hear us talk about in the future. <laughs> um, 2023,
1: perhaps. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I think that is enough about our crowdfunding for this episode, so we have a review to do, and um, we are going to talk about it right after this.
1: Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples & Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeple's and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca.
0: Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode, and we're going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon. Review and what are we reviewing
1: today, Anna Marie? We are reviewing Dead Reckoning, designed by John D. Claire and published by AEG.
0: Yes, Dead Reckoning from AEG. This is a pirate game, Arr, <laughs> and that's what it is through and through. It's pirate, or not just pirate, but like. Uh, Merchants merchant. and you can, so this is a kind of sandboxy pirate game where you can kind of Sailing do what the seas. You want to do. Yeah, you can either be a good person and just kinda of trade goods and sell things and kind of you Or know, you can plunder. Or you can just be a straight Sorry, up I don't think I can pirate. stop. <laughs> um so let's talk so yeah, that's the theme. Let's just get that out of the way. Thematically, we're all uh we're all the captains of ships with large sails. And you can choose to either be nasty or not, basically, yeah. <laughs> in this game. You can steal from each other and shoot at each other if you'd like and try to sink each other. Or you can go about, um, yeah, going from port to port and little islands and delivering things. And yeah, like it's, it's pretty neat. You can do whatever you kind of want in that, <laughs> in that fashion. So let's talk about how this game plays. So yeah. in when you're setting this game up, you have kind of a main harbor board and it's going to be like your starting spot for your ships. And this plays up to four players. Yes. And it, um, you kind of have your own little harbor um, where you're going to start your ship, and then from that point on, you're going to have a modular board. And yeah. It's going to be made up of a whole bunch of uh, ocean tiles, and we are going to specifically put out a set of nine ocean tiles onto the onto the board, and you're going to do a, a three by four grid, and you are going to lay these tiles out, and they're all going to be um, face down. It's just going to be kind of are they ocean. all nope, random? No. Nope. Nope. So, oh, okay they're all going to be face down except for the three that are closest to the harbors. Right. Burn me. And um, those ones are going to be the three um, like starting, th- ones. starting ones that you can see yeah. Like, oh, which one, one of these three is probably one I want to go for, you know, kind of come up with a strategy on how you kind of want to start the game, judging by those three open tiles. And yeah, you're going to have, that's going to be set up that way. You're also going to have your own little player board in front of you. That's going which to have your, your top down bird's eye view of your ship. And it's going to be where you're going to carry different cargo and, and coins, and you're going to have. it to be your pirate vessel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're to, yeah, you're going to have. That's yeah, what you're going to have. And everyone starts with a little mini of their their ship, and that ship is going to start on their player spot on the, on the harbor. And that's kind of the setup. Oh, oh, actually, no. There's more to it than that. You're going to have these, <laughs> um, what are they called? Uh, Advanced cards. cards. And what they are are these clear plastic cards. That are going to be uh, used as inserts later in the game to do one, something very, very cool. And you're going to lay them out, judging—not uh, judging, but depending on what row you're what in, what row there. So there's level one cards, level two, level three, and level four. And you're going to have them kind of sitting beside those rows. And you're going to, um, every time you explore explore a certain uh, tile in one of those rows, you're going to draw a card from inside one of these boxes, and you're going to place it onto that tile. And that'll be a an item sort of that you can acquire and use to your own benefit. If you take that Island and you go there and you do things.
1: And as they get acquired, you'll place new ones out from it's from the specific. They're always going to keep
0: respawning in these, in these areas. So there's lots of things for people to grab and lots of things for people to use. So there's also another thing you set up and you, you set up a battle board, a a battle board, (laughs) but let's face it. It is a, build yourself a big pirate ship out of cardboard and make your own dice tower is what this thing is (laughs) and so he basically construct this big and i'm talking big it's probably a pretty decent size six seven inches tall it's almost like seven by seven kind of square ship that you build and then you attach it to this kind of Well, base that is where dice is going to go down, wriggling through the ship, and it's going to shoot out the bottom into this kind of pool. Yes. And um, that's where the battle stuff's going to happen. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then you're also going to have a few cubes and coins and things on your side. And then you're also going to have a starting deck of cards. And these are your starting deck. They're all going to start exactly the same. Everyone's cr- going to have 12 cards. They're your crew. Yeah, it's your crew. Exactly. So you're going to have a captain, a purser, a cr- uh, three crew members, two gunners, a bosun, two deckhands, a first mate, and a buccaneer. And each one of these is going to start at their level one side. And it's very, very basic. And they're all going to have something at the bottom that they can do for you. Like they can add uh, movement. They can add um, resources. They can put out fires. They can add... Uh, shots to your guns. They can add um, uh, adding influence to islands that you discover. Yep. Things like this. That's what they do. And so on your turn, you're going to draw a starting hand of four cards. Yes. And what do we do on our starting hand? Or our starting turn? So in any order, you're going to do a whole bunch of various things. You can rearrange the goods that are on your ship. So I'm talking your coins and your barrels. And these are the the, the barrels are kind of like a generic resource that you can use in this game to do pretty much everything.
1: Yeah. That's if you're being a merchant. It's like your goods that you're just shuffling yeah. back and there forth. Yeah. Things that
0: you kind of trade for various things. Yeah. And because on your ship, uh, you only have certain slots that you can put things in, it's going to tell you right on your player board, how many of anything you can put in any certain spot on your ship. And then it's full up and you can't add any more to it. But at any point, you can just move the stuff around as long as it all fits. Or you could jettison things. Just yeah. dump it overboard. So if there's something that's not working for you, you can just get rid of it. Easy as that.
1: And then it stays where you leave it yep. so that you can come pick it up later or yeah, another exactly. player so, can yeah exactly. it up.
0: You dump it out and then it's floating there. Yeah. And if someone wants to come by and grab it, they can. Simple as that. Um, you can also play cards from your hand, and generally speaking, you're probably going to play three or four of your cards. Yeah. Probably at least three of your cards are going to yep. go down every turn, and you're just going to play them face down in front of you. And then you're going to be able to use them on your turn, kind of whenever you whenever you kind of see fit for them to be used. Yeah. Um, then you're going to set your sails if you want to move, and all you do to set your sails is count up how many sail icons you have on your ship and or on your cards that are showing. And... Then you can move. Yeah, you you just
1: you can't um, you can't move if you have cargo on your sails on your sail icons on your ship. Exactly. Or not that you you, can't move. You can't use that sail icon if you have cargo in that area. Yes,
0: you will. You will basically nullify one of your movement points. The only way that this will work is if you're uh, at a you're either your own harbor that you own or an island that you control, and then you can kind of thematically get away with you can take them your off your ship <laughs> yeah do set all these your sails and put them back on your ship so whenever <laughs> you want to move you kind of want to be at a home base to set your sails if you have goods yeah. if you have a bunch of goods because then you're going to be able to use more sails so setting your sails you just count up your uh sail icons that are showing and you have a little track on your player board that will say how many uh, movement points you have for this turn and away you go and you can uh cruise around the ocean, yeah. simple as that. You can go to a place that has already been discovered and has something on there that you're thinking of uh, doing something with or you can go out and explore. And yeah, that all you do is go and literally just do what you want to do here. So you go out and you find a, a tile, you flip it over and then you can do whatever that tile may offer. It'll have, like we said earlier, an advanced card on there going to show up and so a, a neat, new, shiny kind of uh, uh, upgrade for your deck could be sitting there and you could take that or you can try and add influence to the island because every island that pops up is going to have like kind of an influence track
1: yeah on it that's made that's up a of, neat it's a neat mechanic in this game it is actually. it's
0: really cool so you it'll say well there's one right in front of me called the Seahound isle and it's got one two three four five six um influence icons on it And if you want to put influence there, it's simple enough. If you have a card that you have laid down in front of you that has that icon, you could lay down a cube and you cover it up with one of your cubes for every icon that you had doing this. And if you at any point control
1: more more than than
0: half half of the icons on that um, island, because they're all different, like this one has six, this one has four, some of them have five, whatever it might be. Some of them have a lot more than that. Uh, the second you control more than half of that, you're able to put down um, an infinite, uh, like a permanent, permanent cube influence into cube into yeah. kind of a, a track that's right beside that. So that cube will never leave that board. It always shows that you have some sort of influence in that island. Yeah.
1: Because if you put influence down and say you put four out of the six, yeah. so then you get to put a permanent one. Well, I could come down and I could put four, I, which means I would put down two and push two of yours out. Yep. So then I would have control and I could put an influence right. cube in there.
0: Right. And even if you wipe me out of that island, my my permanent cube stays, stays there. And it's going to count towards any time I try yeah. to do anything. And that's that
1: that's a neat thing is those permanent cubes count towards the ones you have on there. Yes. So it gets interesting.
0: It does. And those permanent cubes on the or not those permanent cubes, but your influence on those islands dictates whether or not you can build buildings there. Yes, And there's three different types of buildings. There's kind of like a fortress castle. There's kind of a big cannon gun. And then there's an office and they all, depending on what you, do or whatever you build will do different things for you if you add this kind of castle uh, building to that island it's going to give you a five defense if someone tries to try to take that island from you which is huge Huge. really huge huge. Um, if you build a little cannon it's going to give you um, two two, defense two defense and then if you build the office it's actually going to give you resources generally it's going to give you barrels or money or both or something along those lines And then also every island also has a its own um, generic resource that can be done from going to that island. If you take a like gain resource action when you're at that island, you're gonna get whatever's showing on that. Yeah. Like the one in front of me has two
1: barrels. And each island is also going to have um, like a, a victory points on it so that if you yes. control that island at the end of the game, you're going to gain those victory points.
0: Yeah. And it's important to say that victory points are money. So everything is gold. Yes. So it'll have gold coins. Um, so if you hold it, you have you're going to get the gold. most gold coins out of that island. If someone is has the second most cubes there, they're going to get X amount less and yeah. more or less for whoever's third and so forth. So holding these islands gives you more gold because that's the name of the game here is gold. gold. Whoever at the very, very end of this game has the most gold. Doesn't matter what you've done in this game. It's purely about gold. So if you've done it. That's right. You know, as a merchant, good. If you've stolen it all from people, that's also good.
1: You have to guard me booty. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of what you do on your turn is, is exactly that. You can do things with your ship. You can play cards down. You can move around. You can uh, uncover the, the tiles. Uh, gain the new the new um advancements that have come out. So let's talk about the advancements. Let's talk about the advancements. Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, that's cool. No? Okay. This... So what you do? You want me to? No, I was just gonna say this game has a really cool card. It's called card the card crafting, crafting system. Yes. And it's so neat. Yeah, so what it
0: is is your starting deck is um is essentially twelve sleeves with twelve yeah. cards in them 12 starting cards in those 12 s- sleeves um all on their base side of level one they all have four levels each character has yes. four levels you can get to but also they have a big wide open space they'll have something on the card attached to it generally that gives you something that it does every time you play yep. it but then there'll be room for more so there's a big empty space there usually two or three yes. empty spaces on each card and what's going to happen is every time you um, go to one of these islands and explore. And it's you can give purchase you a the advancements card laying there for you to take. You can take it and you put it aside. And then at the end of your turn, you can discard your hand.
1: You discard the cards you used, the, like, the ones that you played. Yep. You discard those. And any one of those cards you discarded, you can use that advancement and place it into yeah. one of those cards to kind of upgrade the card.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you can... Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's... It's... The way it works is they're, they're very... They're clear. Clear yes. plastic with one little icon on it. And you're going to take that clear plastic card that's nothing more than clear plastic with one little strip of information on it. You're going to slide it in to any one of your cards that you're just discarding so yep. that you don't have it right away from the next turn. And it's going to... Like you said, it's going to upgrade. It's going to s- slot in there and it's going to show that little strip of information now on top of whatever else you had in there like side by side so now that card has two different things it does for you on every turn so every time every time you explore something and get one of these at the end of your turn you're going to be upgrading a card to be better yeah and And it's it's totally up to you how you want to do it like you, you have well 12 options of where to put this thing and it depends on what you're doing and how you want to play your game
1: and while we're talking about upgrading, we should mention too, on the cards, so you had said that each card has four levels, level yes. one, two, three, four. So level one, so the card is double-sided on yep. the bottom of the, of say your captain, you've got your level one. Yep. Um, it's in your sleeve. You can see what you have with it. Um, and then at the top of that card, which you can't see because it's covered with um, the captain logo, you have level two. Um, and then on the back of the card, at the bottom, you'll have level three, and the top of the card, you'll have level four, mm-hmm. and they kind of flip upside down.
0: Yeah, so to upgrade it, you you have all four versions of the card all on one. Already card. in that sleeve. You flip it upside down, or or flip it uh, back and forth, or whatever yeah. to to show uh, the different uh, upgrades. And the one thing that's or so levels, I should
1: say. Yeah, that's that's neat about this game is they drive you. Every, that you're going to be upgrading one Constantly. of your cards every turn because yep. so the cards that you discard that you've played um, you can use the advancements to upgrade yep. and then you're gonna draw back up to four cards yep and one of those cards that you either kept because you didn't use it or that you drew up to yep. your hand size you get to pick from one of those cards you get to upgrade it
0: well, let's so let's call it the, let's call it two different things so when you use the advancement the clear plastic cards you can upgrade, say, your card. And then if you are changing the level, I would say leveling it's like up. Leveling it up. Yeah. So you go from level one captain to a level two captain. Yeah. Something completely different yeah. from the advancement cards. Yes. And you do them more or less at the same time. But in different But it's at the ways. end of your turn in two different things. Yeah.
1: One at the end of your turn and essentially one with the new
0: cards you're going to be playing with in yeah. your next hand. Right. So you, you're tossing away four cards from your turn and you're going to place. You're going to slide into there one of the clear plastic upgrades. Yep. And you're going to put those in your discard pile. You're going to draw four new cards. And of those four new cards, while everyone else is taking their... The next player is taking their turn, you can decide on any one of those four cards... To, to level up. Level up to... From level one to level two, or so forth. Yes. And it just increases their... How good they are. And they, they do a lot more things yes. for you. And and so forth. But yes. So just to... Uh, <laughs> that could be a little confusing but it's two very different things but both very very good things and you get to do this all the time yeah so you're constantly upgrading and leveling up your cards
1: and it's neat it's it's because it's not something that you have to achieve something before you can do it it's every turn you're you're at least leveling up every turn even if you don't buy an advancement or anything you're going to be leveling up those cards
0: and depending on how you're playing your game and kind of your strategy it'll dictate yeah. kind of what, what you're doing, you're doing. You might be leveling up your deck hands right not your your captain yeah like you might be doing your purser right yeah. like you're doing it depends on what you're doing it, yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's so really cool that. yeah way. yeah so that's kind of what you're doing on your turn and in order to well let's talk about battling so yeah let's do that because there's hmm. <laughs> there's the whole pirate side of this game and you're going to be switching from merchant to pirating and a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at the be, end
1: of your turn, you decide whether you want to stay as a merchant or whether you want to go in
0: pirate mode. But I think you can just flip the f- pirate mode in the middle of your turn as well. Probably. I don't I know. But it doesn't matter. Either way, you're going to be flipping from pirate to, to merchant around all over the place, depending on what's, what's suiting you at the time. And when you're in pirate mode, anytime you're uh, near somebody... You're going, like, in the same tile as somebody. You're going to end up fighting. You're going to battle, yeah. And there's all sorts of cool things that go down with fighting. You're going to count up kind of how many cannons and all these offensive things you have and all the defensive things you have on your board. And it's, you're going to have a mitt full of dice. <laughs> this is where the the boat dice tower thing... And you don't even have dice. You're going to use your cubes. Oh, sorry, dice. Cubes is yeah. what I meant. You're going to have a mitt full of your colored cubes. And you're going to throw them into the boat, and they're going to spit out into the pool below... And there's going to be about a, well, a dozen different little spots that those cubes can roll and fling and fly into. And they're going to dictate kind of how this battle is going for you.
1: Yeah, it's so neat. Like, you can <laughs> you can get goods. You can get yeah. gold. You can... Um, Straight up,
0: blow up bits of uh, yeah. everyone's ship. All sorts of things happen there. And it's going to say, like, kind of who won the battle. Yeah. First and foremost, because depending on who got crowns. the most crowns is going to say, I won. And then there's all these different fires and you're going to light fires on each other's ship. And X amount of fires is going to make your ship sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, you
1: get fire on your ship if yep. you get, yeah. If oh you yeah, get you get hit.
0: fire on there. And if you get too many fire, I forget what the number is, five. doesn't matter. Five fires. Yep. Then your ship is sunk and your, well, that ship is done. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's a super satisfying Battle thing yes here—it's kind of makes me think of Eclipse in in where we you're chucking dice at each other and you're just praying that you're yeah. just doing the right—you know—that <laughs> things are going to come up your way. Yeah, the same kind of thing here, but with your cubes going into this silly ship and firing out into the pool—it's really hilarious. Everyone stands around watching where these things are going to land, saying, "Oh, he got crowns and he's got fire and he's got all these things." And oh no, they don't have enough. But then you—you yeah. you have cards in your hand that are going to allow you to. Potentially, potentially throw in more cubes more after in there or, or rethrow things and just kind of yeah. throw wrenches into how this is going and oh it's super cool that yeah part. it's very cool so the battling is pretty awesome <laughs> and so is the merchant stuff but you know the 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 real true pirate part of this is, <laughs> is shooting at each other and that can lead us kind of into how this game ends because there's a whole bunch of things you're aiming at in this game you're gonna have a couple um uh, end game scoring private things for yourself. Yes. And they're going to kind of go with the main triggers as well. So they kind of relate to something else that everyone else is trying to do. Yeah. And there's what? Nine or ten nine. different kind of things that you're trying to do in this game. And again, it's all about gold. So you're trying to do things that are going to get you the most gold. And on the top of the... Um, the uh, shipyard. Shipping... Yeah. Board. Shipping board thing. It has, what, nine of them? Nine, yep. Nine different things that you're aiming at to try to trigger the end of the game. Because once you've triggered f- four. four of these, if I've reached four of these nine, I trigger the end of the game, everyone else gets one more round, that's the end of the game. Yeah. The nine different things are that you win four uh, battles. Yep, four battles. And then you would take one of your flags and you place it on top of that, and, and you would end up getting, what is it, five gold at yes. the end of the game if you, if you do that. Another sink one. sink somebody else's ship. Yeah, sink somebody else's ship. That's going to get you three gold. Uh, having six permanent cubes placed out on the board. That'll get you three gold. Uh, doing some upgrades for your ships. So oh, All the upgrades you can, can be huge because they can
1: they can give you extra movement or they can give you extra space for yeah. your cargo. Uh, so It's that, funny that's because cool. there
0: was one game I did zero upgrades. Yep. And another game that I concentrated on upgrades. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird, right? There's yeah. so many different avenues here. There's also having uh, three of your characters at level upgraded four. all the way, leveled up all the way to level four, uh, having five buildings out under your control, uh, having reached 30 gold in your treasure chest, because you actually keep all your money in a little in treasure, a little treasure chest. chest and it's secret yeah. from everyone until you reveal it. Uh, but in order to achieve that goal, you have to show, I have 30 So then people know where coins. you're at oh, with your gold. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then another one would be spending twelve goods at one time, which means you've done, you've done something pretty cool. Yeah, you've
1: usually. got a lot of barrels, and you're just gonna you're gonna, you're gonna sell spend lot, or them or get
0: something neat. And then there was um, exploring. exploring, and depending on the amount of people playing, it's yeah. like exploring x amount of tiles. You would get to put your flag up there. So once you've placed four flags, you've achieved any four of those nine things, the game is gonna end. Everyone else is going to get another turn. And everybody can achieve them. So, oh, yeah. So, like, if
1: I sink a ship, it's not like I've got nope. that achievement and nobody else can nope. get it. Everybody can achieve
0: everything. Totally. Yeah. And um, that's it. That triggers the end of the game. Everyone else does get one more um, kick at the can. Even if that's giving, say, I went last, right? But then I triggered it. So, it could be an uneven amount of turn. Yes. So, it doesn't matter. If it, you trigger the end... Everyone else at the table gets another turn. Yes. Simple as that. It doesn't matter about player order or anything like that. And then the end of the game happens and you go through... Um, count up your gold. Count uh, count up your gold. <laughs> count uh, Get your end of game scoring cards, which are going to, again, generally coincide with one of the nine other yep. things. So I could have one of my end of game scoring could be two. I'll get an extra five gold if I sink a ship. Yeah. Right? So if I go... So one of my things I should definitely be going for is sinking somebody. So I get my five gold from this end-of-game scoring card and the three gold from the top track there about doing that, right? So that'd be eight gold rather than three, right? And um, that's really it. You kind of count up various things that give you gold. Not a lot. It's mostly basically what you have on hand. A couple end-of-game scoring things, and that's it. That's it. And whoever has the most gold wins. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I think we explained that game pretty well. I think so, too. And it's... Yeah, so let's talk about the... Well, let's... Okay, let's revisit the theme. First and foremost, revisit the theme. Pirate. Does the Uh, theme... Pirate merchant theme. uh, Lend well to this game? Yep. Obviously, it does. (laughs) It's super piratey. It's... Pirate's the game. Exploring. Right? There's gold. Trading. islands. There's shooting cannons and... It's, yep. it's, fire, it's it's pirates it's wet it for sure. For sure it lends well. You literally have a little treasure chest in front of you that holds all your gold. Yeah. And yeah, it's obvious that this theme is a slam dunk. Yes. It works really well. So uh let's talk about the artwork. Artwork is really good. It's nice and vibrant. Yeah. yeah. I love it. The box is super inviting. The yeah. box alone with something that I would it's like a catch sunset. my eye. And it's yeah. Ian O'Toole, yeah. obviously. So it's going to be really good. Everybody so knows that turned into Professor Snape there from it. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, Ian O'Toole has, again knocked it out of the park. Uh, everything's vibrant. There's colors in people's hair, and you know, like just, yeah, uh, it's it's great. It's great. The sunset and the yeah, it's great
1: artwork. Enough said. He another his, obvious
0: his yeah. Ian O'Toole artwork fantastic components. Now th- the components are great dynamite. <laughs> so we can start with the, the obvious thing here is that it comes with a ship. Yeah. Dice tower. That you have to build <laughs> building. It was not the easiest thing in the world. I can tell you that right now. It took me a little bit to figure a few things out, but once it got there, it's tremendous. It comes with its own box. So that's one thing we need to mention here.
1: Yeah. There. everything.
0: Um, storage. Um,
1: what do you call it? Storage uh, solution? Yes. Is th- fantastic. Yeah. In this game.
0: Everything comes with its own box to go in.
1: So when you put it away, you don't have coins rattling all over the place. Nothing. You don't have cards falling all over the place. You don't have to... Like, there are boxes for everything.
0: And it looks like... It looks like a shipment it of looks cargo. It looks like a ship. Yeah. Right? Like, it looks like everything's just all these different sized... Different crates. ...wooden crates stacked yeah. on top of each other. And that's, that's yeah. what they're going for. And... For sure. And... And I should mention oh, yes. on the inside of the box lid,
1: there's a map on how to put everything in the box. Yep. So it fits in like From perfectly to
0: every time. Yep. What a neat idea. Great idea. Because <laughs> truth be told, I bet you it wouldn't be the easiest thing to figure no. the Jenga out here. No. Maybe, or the the Tetris, I should yeah. say, would be a little difficult with this one because there's so many different sized little boxes. And But that diagram lets you stuff everything in here perfectly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, again, a slam dunk. Components, really good. The little ships, all the tokens. Uh, Simple things like that just make such a big difference. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really do. It does. And uh, I just, you know, it's a A-plus for the ship uh, dice tower. Yes. It's just <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Agreed. The card sleeves are nice. Um, yeah. The artwork is kind of crazy vibrant on the backside. They're like, yep. kind of... <laughs> excuse me. They're... <laughs> yeah. They're... uh right to say the least those
1: components too, the the plastic card for the advancements and
0: they're all they slide in perfectly everything sits exactly where it should sit nothing is kind of like oh that i can't quite see that one because it's not printed properly or whatever no everything slides in perfectly everything slides in and out flips around works this this whole card crafting system system that they have going on here uh works uh 100 perfectly in this game it's really good Setting up is really easy, because all these boxes just plop out onto the yep. table, and you just go do-do-do-do-do, here's some for you, for me, this is how the board lays out, we'll put those boxes beside it, everything's marked, everything is color-coordinated. Awesome. Yes. So, we loved the theme, we loved the artwork, we loved the <laughs> components. components. Uh, do we recommend this game? And if so, who for? I think it's safe to say we really recommend this game. Yeah. This is one of the best games I have played this year, for sure. This
1: game, and just is fun. it's
0: funny because it's been um, a couple weeks since we have uh, played it last, and just busting it out of the box here, I was like, oh man! We, just before we started recording, I was like, like I want to play this like, right now. I just forgot—not <laughs> that I forgot, but I was like, oh I, I, yeah, this because we played a bunch since, since this, then, yeah, right. And I was like, oh man, this is this game is so dope. Like it's so good, yeah. and I love pirates. Yeah, so. It helps. Yeah, it helps tremendously. <laughs> I love, love pirates. Like of all themes, it's one of my favorites. You know, there's the, the old, like age, age old ninja versus pirates. Yeah. It's an easy 100% pirates. Yeah. For me, for me, I mean, I love ninjas and I grew up a Ninja Turtle maniac. Yes. But still at the same time, pirates for me have been just, yeah. I don't know what it is. Love it. Love the whole thing about it. So this game for me is a, is a huge two thumbs up. I really, really, really liked it. um, and I honestly want to play it like soon. I want to play this yeah. in the next couple of days because, um especially because we have it all kind of laid out here on yeah. the table again. So <laughs> we might as nice well. and easy. but a yeah. g here uh, and John D Claire, yeah, um, this is a fantastic game. yeah, what is what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah, I love this game. I think it's got such neat elements. I loved that I didn't have to. Uh, worry about leveling up my characters I love it promotes it 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 says you're gonna Right. And it has a lot of variability in the play because you can choose. You choose how you want to level them up. You're yep. not. You're not going to level up all of your characters to level four. It's not yep. going to happen. And so you're choosing. Okay, what's what am I going for this game? Yep. Like, am what I going to try to? What yeah.
0: direction am I going here? Because there's and like level ten up, different directions yeah. to go.
1: You level up those characters and you try to see how well it's going to do for you. So I like that. It's another type of exploration within the exploration yep. game. You're exploring like how. Um, what works best for this, you know, way you're going to play. So I really like that. And I love the card crafting system.
0: I I love it. I love, love, love the card crafting system. The one thing I think I loved the most about this was that it wasn't clear at any point on what or who you should be upgrading and who you should be leveling up. It's not like it's obvious that you should... The captain's the best card in the no, game. No, so absolutely I'm not. to just do him every time. No, 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 no. Because they're all, they all do different things. Depending on what you're wanting to do, your deck hand might be your best character. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm just upgrading my deck hands because they're just going to do this for me. And i yeah. uh, making them more powerful. And that's the direction I'm going because of what they do, what they provide yeah. is kind of my direction. And I, I'm not even going to look at the captain. He doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just going to use him whenever he yeah, comes up. Exactly. But like, it's it's not that way. It's not that that there's, obvious better cards because that's just not the case depending on what you're doing dictates what cards are going to be good for you yeah which dictates what you're going to focus on upgrading and leveling up it's just it's so good that way yeah i love this system
1: i love that system and i loved the um the dice tower with the board where you just because it's so random yeah
0: adding in that randomness i love it it's and because i think that is for sure, it's, like it's thematic, it's right? Like with,
1: it's thematic. with pirates, because I mean, it, it was pirates, and it was so long ago that you know they're not going to be super yeah. accurate with their cannons all the time, right? No, not so at all. I mean, You could have a, half the time, yeah. Right? You could have a shooting totally, the cannons the wrong way, yeah, or not Loaded or decked out ship, knows, right? and you know something goes wrong. So, oh, no, I love it. Yeah, I, I think it works really well. So
0: clearly, we like this game. Clearly, we recommend it. I'd recommend this certainly for all the pirate fans out there. If you like board games, you like pirates you must have this game um, for anyone that likes uh, like 4X sort of style I mean, yeah I call this 4X but um, if you like 4X if you like exploring you like you know that type it's of it's not thing.
1: as like complex as, a, as typical 4X games I don't think no like, it's on this it's, it's on not the, uh, as long
0: it's pretty fairly easy to yeah. understand like it's... Um, it's a relatively shorter game um yeah, it says, it
1: says about two hours but and i would say
0: two hours is bang on yeah but then um yeah so i think it's like a it's a nice time limit it's a nice kind of mid-weight game it does uh, say 14 plus
1: on the box and i think nah, you could go a little younger than yeah, that like I, think, I don't think
0: i think our um, he's gonna be 10 shortly i think he could definitely play this game yeah it might take him a few games to understand really what he's trying to accomplish but I, he'll get how it works moving your ship from there to there how raising your sales work how adding cannons to your thing yeah. works and you know I think he'd get that upgrading his cards yeah i think i think he could get this so i would recommend this for yeah anyone that loves 4X style stuff pirate themes this is a slam dunk yeah um yeah and it's a good midweight game so if you're kind of yeah. wanting midweight game and you like good components and you like pirates you like pirates with a little bit of randomness thrown into trying to sink each other's ships it's great Great, yep. great game. Agreed. But I think that uh, will uh, let us call this an episode. So you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon on YouTube, where we just shot a new uh, unboxing. unboxing video for Foundations of Rome, if you want to go check that out. And Anna Marie is actually going to be doing, yeah, we talked about it earlier in the episode, she's going to be doing
1: one. <laughs> an attempt yes, my father's gonna work. it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> yes, my father's work. There will be one on there shortly on YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon. If you want to contact us, uh, email us at dungeon at gmail.com. And yeah, you can yeah catch us on all the podcasting sites and we'll be back sooner rather than later with another episode. I'm not sure what we're doing next week. It might be Wonderland's War. I'm not sure. We played might it a couple be, times. Might be. That might be the next one, but it'll certainly be in the next few, if not next episode. You know what? Let's just do Wonderland's War. We're going to do that for, for episode <laughs> 38 will be a review of Wonderlands war, okay so that's it we will see you next week cheers have a great week everyone bye bye